Everything starts with all right, because it's all right. Uh, my name's Brenton. This is the Energon Chat. We just named that just then. Yo! Uh, this is where we're going to talk about some Transformers, because uh, I'd say most of us here love Transformers in one way or another. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, so with me tonight, I've got Paul. Hey, everyone. Dane. Hello. And Brooke. Hello. And Flynn. Hello. Hello. Flynn's here, too. He's going to drop in and out as we go. Uh, the whole point of this is because we love Transformers. Uh, we're going to talk tonight about G1 specifically, I guess, uh, and our memories of the toys. I'll go through some facts, some things, where they come from. We can talk about the toys we had. We can talk about the TV show. We can talk about the movie, uh, why they made the movie, and then how they realised they fucked up. <laughs> 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 and then they went back and made a second one. Uh, yeah, no, well, I'm, I'm talking about the original 86. Oh, uh, no, that's okay. No, that's all right. You'll 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 see what I'm talking about. I've also got a few uh, boxes to open up that I got, so these guys can have some uh, fresh Transformers to rip apart. Um, and then we'll talk about them a little bit because they sort of link back the Diaclones before they were Transformers. Right. So I've got a bit to talk about with that. All right, so I guess I'll start with, like, what's your earliest Transformer memory? Paul? I feel like a bit of a cop-out with my one. Um, I, I was on a, a family holiday up at Coffs Harbour, saw these um, these new robots that transformed into to, to vehicles, and I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. I need to get some of them. So mum and dad went out to the shops, grabbed me some, and it was a little while later, I was like, oh, these aren't quite what I envisaged they, they would be. They're not quite so good, and they end up being machine men. <laughs> so that's that's my first Transformers memory, um, but uh, I ended up going to to the UK, saw Megatron G one Megatron in in the box over in the UK because you could just never see him out here. Yep, true. Um, and I imagine we might go into that a bit later, but um, but I was like, I gotta have that guy. And and my my dad was a bit too chicken shit. He was like, Nah, when when we when gonna get pulled up at customs, we can't you can get something else when we get home. So I did that next weekend. Got yeah, got home from the UK. Went out to the shops and I picked up Optimus Prime. So yeah, that that's probably my first real Transformers memory. Um, I mean, I, I used to lo- love watching the, the the shows. I think they were after school. Um, I used to love watching the G One cartoons, um, but I, I that's all blurred in. I've seen them so many times. I really remember when I started to to watch them. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you may. Um, I don't remember exactly how it started but I just remember getting into the shows and I guess for me um, there was a lot going on with Transformers I mean I love trucks and jets and all that sort of stuff anyway let alone watching them transform you know into robots but also um, the audio you know like sound waves Vakoda sort of voice you know you got the transforming sound the music that you played earlier you know like I don't know, it was just like a whole package and you were saying they used to come on an afternoon. I think they did, but I know they eventually moved them to like six o'clock in the morning. The reason why I remember that, because I remember mum and dad saying I wasn't allowed to get up that early and watch it. I still did. Yeah. I just snuck up. You'd watch with the lights turned off, with the volume right down, sitting right in front of the TV. Do you remember what channel it was on on TV? 
Well, we only got um, NBN, the ABC, so it must have been the NBN. NBN. Okay. Oh, well, it might have been a different on in Sydney, but... Possibly. I just, I can't for the life of me remember what station it used to broadcast on. Because I think all my experience of it was um, VHS, I'm pretty sure. Right. So, yeah. Do you have a memory book? I remember my brother had Optimus Prime. And I used to play with it, yeah. and it had the trailer, and I was like, this is so cool. And I used to hide things in the trailer. Yeah. And then when I was playing with my Barbies and stuff, and hide them in the trailer. Yeah, I couldn't find my original Prime. Um, I've got the trailer. It's sitting there on the bed, but uh, I couldn't find the actual unit that went with it. And it, as always, it's missing the hands. It's just the, just the arms. Uh, my earliest Transformers memory is we had a neighbour up the road, uh, and he had a lot more of the them than I did but it was always hanging out with him and taking the Transformers and yep. and playing games and I think he even had some GoBots that we mixed in there right yeah um, and yeah I, I do have a, a faint memory of heading down to Big W and there was a mad rush for whatever reason and there was a Transformer that I wanted and there was so many other people there like Going for the exact same thing. I do have that. That's a particular memory with the Transformer. Yeah. One thing I do remember, like one of my friends, Mark Hawkins, he used to live around the road, um, around the street from me, he used to go to school with me. He he was in a Transformers too. One thing I did remember was his parents obviously had a bit more money to spend on them than I did. Like he had Jetfire as an example, you know, and like that sort of calibre. And um, as far as the Jets were concerned, you know, we all knew Starscream and um, Thundercracker, you know, from a lot of the episodes. He had Skywarp, though. He was purple. Yep. You know, and I remember saying to mum and dad how much I, basically I wanted one of those that wasn't Starscream or Thundercracker, and I ended up getting Ramjet. He was all white. And just, to me, that was just loving it, you yep. know. I yep. loved that it wasn't Starscream. Bloody oath. <laughs> uh, I definitely had some aerial bots, I think. Yeah, I did. I had one of the aerial bots. The, it was a white one. Yeah, I had the white one too. I, I wanted the larger one. Is that Superior? No, Superior's the the combined robot, isn't it? Uh, that the was memory? the combined yeah. one. Yeah. Um, who's the Silver? Yeah. Silver, Silver Bolt. Silver Bolt. Yeah. yeah, that was it. He was a Concord, I think. Yeah, yeah. really bulky body though. Yeah. Re- yeah. yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, on the desk here, I've got some of my Transformers. Uh, I've got a Masterpiece Prime. They look a bit of dusty because I used to have them in Kalgoorlie and everything got coated in red dust. I was going to ask if it was red dust, yep. So if you have a look on, especially on Megatron, yep. he is coated in red dust. So I've got to get in there with a toothbrush and give him a good clean. Uh, Loving that you got him. Yeah, so that there is one of the ones that was um, banned. So Yeah, him, right, that was actually one of the G1, that was the actual that's, Megatron. That that's a banned. masterpiece that's hard to get because it turns into a replica pistol. Right. So Never seen one of those in the flesh before. Yeah. Uh, so that one in particular, uh, it's difficult to get hold of, apparently. Because the original G1 had that really awkward trigger that was right in the crotch. Yep. And yeah, it looked a bit whack. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, this guy looks amazing. So, yeah, he's a really cool figure. Uh, really cool. And it, how it transforms is just, it blows your mind. It all just sort of splits apart and folds. And he's the one that. Transforms into a gun. Yeah. Yep. So it's it's a bit odd though because like he transforms into a a handgun, a pistol, and then he's held by his like second in command to yep. then be fired. It's like it's like Darth Vader transforming into a lightsaber and then one of the stormtroopers <laughs> runs <laughs> around and swings him about, you know? 
and it's also kind of funny that he's in robot mode now and he's got another uh, his own little pistol. Yeah, he has a gun. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a bit Inception. <laughs> we won't use my big cannon on the back. No, <laughs> no. So Megatron was one of the special ones that he had this weird Transformers physics where they'd change uh, spatial. Yeah, 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 yeah. Size. Yeah, I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah it goes straight down into. They a did explain it a little bit, I think, in one of them. But yeah. So now notice this one doesn't have the arm cannon, like that. The big the sight. Yeah. Oh, it is somewhere. Oh, sugar. It is somewhere. Um, he looks outstanding when he's got that on. I oh don't yeah. know where I've put that though. It's definitely somewhere. Yeah. All right. So <coughs> Transformers is. Or was. It still is, isn't it? Yeah. Japanese-American media franchise produced by um, American toy company Hasbro. But before Hasbro, it was uh, Takara. And they created Diaclones. Now, Diaclones, it was essentially Transformers, but they weren't sentient beings. They were, c- they were made by men, and they were used to protect Earth from whatever invasion. But they, were, they would transform. And the whole point that they transformed into vehicles was that they <laughs> were trying to hide from the enemy so they can infiltrate and that sort of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, so pretty much all the desi- well, most of the designs come from Diaclones, but they never really had any names. And what year were you talking there with Diaclones? It was like early 80s, 80. Uh, yeah, 1980 it launched. What um, were these, 83, 84? Transformers, uh, that launched in 84. Right. Yeah, uh, as the toys and then <coughs> accompanied with... Um, the comic books and the TV series. Uh, obviously, it was all for selling toys. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, Diaclone was by Takara. It launched in 1980. Uh, consisted of the transforming vehicles and it had piloted by miniature uh, little dudes. And the little dudes were called Micro Men. Uh, it was also another line by Takara. And interesting with with Micro Men, they were sort of. Back when G.I. Joe was launched, like, the, do you remember the big 12-inch G.I. Joe? Only from watching specials on right. that, I never actually yeah. saw one. So they, Takara licensed them to go and make them in Japan and, and sell them in Japan. But the J- Japanese market wasn't really keen on army men from America. So they, they sort of modified it to make it this, like, android character, which could transform-ish. Yep. And um, they then... Sold that in Japan. Uh, they got to a point where they actually started to make them 3.75 inch. And the whole marketing behind that was that, that that was their real size. And they were micro men. And they came from another planet. And they literally are 3.75 inches tall. So they're one to one scale. Uh, and then they tried to sell them in America. And that's where the, the whole 3.75 inch come about for the standard for the action figures. So all the Star Wars and even G.I. Joe sort of followed that like in a round circle. Yeah, right. So it was because of these um, excuse me, these micro-men that, that sort of set the pace for the 3.75 figures. So Star Wars pretty much has that to thank for their, the size of their figures. Now it wasn't until uh, a bit later on when... Takara tried to push these figurines into the American market, uh, the Diaclones, but di- they didn't really work. So then it got to a point where they decided they needed to work with somebody, so then they started working with Hasbro, and then Hasbro licensed it and then turned them into Transformers. 
one of the guys that worked for Marvel Comics, he basically created all the backstories for a lot of the Transformers. He created a lot of the, the power sets and all that sort of thing. And that's what they based a lot of the box art on. And then on the, I don't know if you remember on the back of the boxes, they had like a power card. Sure do. I love that. Yeah. And they had the, the decoder, the, the little yeah. strip. Isn't that cool? That was awesome. And uh, I remember being completely blown away by, was it Braun? Braun was a, quite a smaller Transformer, yet his, um, I can't remember the wording for it, but his strength was just the roof. up there. Yeah. I read a little bit about that and they were saying like they had to sort of um, average out all the scores because they were worried that people would buy the, the Transformers with the better yep. ability points. Yep. And then the other ones wouldn't get bought because they're just like, well, they're crap. We don't want them. <laughs> um, so yeah. I'll give me a second and I will get the, um, the book that I want to show you guys because it's really freaking cool. So one tick. I, I remember the... The Optimus Prime um, card, the the, the 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 artwork on the on the back there, and it was a it was a, a bit of a space theme, looked computer generated, but it couldn't have been back then. Mm. Um, but so the the artistry was just that good that it, it looked really three D, um, and it didn't look like the cartoon series at all. It kind of looked as more realistic. Yep. Um, but yeah, had a bit that nebula in the background, and it was like so it was a space theme, but it was jam packed full. All the current, like all the transformers that they had at the time, and I used to absolutely love staring at that thing. You know what? I had completely forgotten that existed till you started describing that. So we had Optimus Prime, or my brother, te- brother had it, not me. But I remember that picture on the back of the box. Yeah, as soon as you said, and then all the characters were in it. And I, yep, vividly remember that now. Yeah, and they had a quote, didn't they? Did they? They had the. I think every transformer had its own quote, and it had a it had the the strengths and everything. So yeah, so this is the book. Uh, this is pretty much catalogs all their powers, abilities, and weaknesses, and their quotes. So because Optimus Prime was something like, "Freedom is the right of all sentient beings," something w- like that. Very well, could be. I will find him in the book. Prow, power out back. Optimus Prime. Freedom is the right of all sentient beings. Great memory, Paul. <laughs> there you go, mate. That's it. I'm done for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Two points to Hemsel House. Uh, so Bob, Bob Budinsky, he was the guy that was basically tasked with making this book. So this is an original book from 84. Wow. Uh, it has... Where did you find that? I've had it since new. You've had oh it since new. So have, a little, have a little look at that. It's very delicate, as, as you can see. Got your white gloves? Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I, uh, I, have, I have been looking for other copies, and they are quite expensive. But yeah, so each... Each character that he worked on, like I said, he he'll um he'll have all the the bio, the abilities, all about them, uh, the quote. That's mind blowing. So he worked on all this. Cliff jumper. Yep. <laughs> Cliff jumpers over there on the bench. But so they were, he was so good with that character development because every single character, like in the G one series, had you, you you knew what they were like. You know, you knew that if they were a traitor or if they were super intelligent or the the leader or someone that that yeah you know, that that could you, know, you would follow or, or the the loyal follower um the the warriors yeah like really good character design and yep. not just visually but but also the yeah the backstory there oh yeah that's crazy uh so the the, the franchise began in eighty four with Transformers that's when Hasbro took over and they really pushed their thing uh and like I said it was com- 
comprising of transforming mechatoys from the Takara Dioclones. Now, they're still making Dioclones. You can go and buy brand new Dioclones. There's a different series that you can still go and purchase. So it's not like they're dead. They didn't just get wiped out. Uh, they they kind of did. Um, I think it was in 85. Takara sort of went, oh, we're not going to sell these anymore. We'll just concentrate on Transformers. So they, they sort of like, then they pushed them into the, the Japanese market. Okay, so Transformers was also a successful line in, back in Japan. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So Takara took it back there and and li- licensed their own basically thing through there, working with Hasbro. So that was in 1985. They, they cancelled that and they went with Transformers and rebranded it pretty much entirely. Uh, and like I said, uh, back in 2015, uh, there was a new Diaclone really uh, revealed at Wonderfest and they started remaking them. So, yeah, it was pretty cool. Uh, so, you know, Generation 1, we're all pretty familiar with that. Yep. Uh, it was pretty much made up by fans almost. Like, it was a retroactive term uh, that the Transformers characters had been called between 84 and 93. Uh, so that was the Generation 1 time frame. So how far does that span? Does that span into the... Into the headmasters and the the trigger masters and or, or whatever they call them, does it go that far or does it sort um, of stop where the movie ended? No, well the movie was in eighty six, okay. so it must have been headmasters and that should it would have been included into that that time frame for sure. Um, the like I said, the Hasbro it was the, the success of GI Joe. Obviously, they wanted to move on with with more sorts of toys. Uh, the Micro Man, which I said uh, was was sort of a precursor to GI Joe. Uh, when the when the movie came out, they really only released that movie to to kill off all their characters and create new toys. That's all they wanted to do, right? So they did that, and then people just went batshit crazy because you've just killed Optimus Prime. And it wasn't until that point that they really realised the impact that the character had on, on people. So obviously they bring him back. Yeah. And they, they bring a lot of them back, uh, which I think is just magic that they had no idea the impact they were actually having on people yeah. from the, the products they were making. For them, it was just selling toys. I still remember seeing the the, the movie um, in, in theatres and and being so cut when Optimus died. Like yeah, you know, like teared up, and you know, and, yep. and I've never ever had that experience with a cartoon before, up to that point. And then they killed off, you know, one of my favourites, and yeah, that was a really, it even still, it's quite a moving scene. Yeah, and you know, yeah. it's a little bit funny when he loses his colour, but it, it's still a really moving scene. Well, I wonder, like, um, the other Autobots when they die, they didn't lose any sort of colour out of their their thing. I just. I wonder if it's a prime thing that's just like it, it something to do with the spark of leadership or yeah the matrix or something matrix, yeah maybe who knows because nobody else has died that I know of in any of these with that had the matrix because Ultra Magnus never got it did he I think in that he missed out by seconds so yeah I w- I just watched that movie the other day and it's funny how quickly some of the other Autobots get destroyed like. So oh, fast, days. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it's just like one shot. Like, oh, it's a culling, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. Need to watch it again now. Well, I've got it on Blu-ray. 
you want to borrow it? Yes, please. <laughs> Guess what we do when we get home? <laughs> and they dropped the one swear word in that film too. Did they? Yeah, yeah. Um, is it Spark Plug? Or no, Spike? Because Spike's old now, isn't he? Yeah. Like in that, in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's old, older Spike. Yeah, and he, he um, yeah, he says shit, and yeah, it's right. it's was purely, I believe, to to change the rating. Okay. Yeah, just yeah, but it didn't because you it. can get away with so many swear words, I believe, in uh, in a few things. Yes, yeah, so I'm pretty sure it's around. It, they're leaving Earth. Do they a moon base or something like that that they destroyed? I think so. Yeah. And there's a big explosion, and you see him like yeah in his ship. Yeah, and he's like yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> so it was in '86, uh, and it was the movie was set in 2005, uh, and I did. It also was when they first introduced the Matrix into the whole sort of canon uh so a fatally wounded prime gives it to ultra magnus however prime dies he drops the matrix it's caught by hot rod who uh then becomes rodimus prime so i guess that was a mistake he was he was he supposed to grab it was it should ultra magnus always be the the, the main man it would imply that actually wouldn't it yeah, yeah ultra magnus should have i like ultra magnus i think he's got a cool look but a really crap story arc yeah like if if because i mean he is a shoo-in to be leader Whereas you know you, you've got to have that that young, angsty teenager style robot who, exactly. who has to mature and grow up. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the movie came out like I said, but he, he, he they took out uh, they took out Prime. They didn't realize what was going on. Uh, there were some big names in that movie. Uh, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. No way. Yeah, he played Galvatron. Yep. Scatman Crothers was Jazz. Right. Yeah. Uh, Casey Kasem. But Casey Kasem's done the voices for a long time. Uh, if you don't know who he is, he is a big uh, radio personality in America. Right. He usually does the top 40. You've, you would know his voice probably. You go, oh, that's a radio voice. Uh, he voices Shaggy originally. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, he's done a, a quite a bit. Who was he in the movie? Cliff Jumper. Okay. Yeah. Orson Welles. He played Unicron, uh, and it's funny because I, th- I think it was his last movie before he'd passed away, and he remembers saying, like, I'm doing some silly toy movie, you know, and he had no idea what he was doing. He was just, he was just spouting lines. He had no idea. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Eric Idle, he played Rekgar, uh, and, of course, um, Weird Al Yankovic was pretty heavy in it as well. No way. Weird Al? Well, he played, he, he wrote the music. So dare to be stupid, really? Yeah, it's a weird L song, and I, was, I think there was one or two, and just just the one. I didn't realize there was any non-Stan Bush songs in there. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was all Stan Bush. So dare to be stupid was Weird Al. I did not know that. Yeah. Uh, so after the after the movie, they uh, they followed up with the third season. So the movie sat between season two and season three. Uh, after the th- after the movie, the third season, uh, they started to get a lot more into to lore with like the uh, Quintessons and how they brought about the Transformers and, and created things. Um, there's actually a Quintesson in the the War for Cybertron figures that I've been collecting, and I'm I'm umming and iring whether to to grab him. He looks really cool, um, but I've just I'm just following this like Autobot only rule of collecting. So, 
least it sort of breaks Autobots the rules. Autobots only. Yeah, yeah, only Autobots. Uh, you won't see any Decepticons over there. Wow. That's the same with um, G.I. Joe. Only getting Joes. Uh, it, it, it sort of saves me money, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. What's your favourite Transformer, Flynn? Grimlock. Grimlock. What does he transform into? Dinosaur. Big dinosaur, doesn't he? How often do you watch the TV show? Every couple of days we'll put it on? Yeah, every yeah. couple of days. What's uh, what's some of the fun things you remember from the TV show? Do you remember any of the episodes where they're doing stuff? You know, farming Energon? Mm. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all right. All right. I've got a few little facty sort of things. Uh, before we get into our... Get in some unboxing. You guys can open them up and then I'll tell you some stories about them. Uh, Ronald Reagan. He made it possible for the Transformers to exist. You know that? Well, <laughs> that's the last fact I would have heard, <laughs> expected to hear. So for the longest time, there was, uh, it was illegal. It wasn't illegal. It just wasn't, uh, I guess it was illegal because they had to change the law. You couldn't advertise toys on television or have like companion advertisements through cartoons and stuff. So it was the Reagan administration that abolished that. Um, they deregulated uh, the whole the whole thing to uh, have kids TV open up to a new frontier of toy makers. So uh, basically, as a result, uh, the, the media deregulations in the mid-1980s, toy companies like Hasbro and uh, Takara were free to launch ventures like Transformers because they could do like comic books, TV series, and do all the advertising through that to make you buy the toys as well. Was Transformers the first toy cartoon? Was there a Joe before that? or Joe's oh, it's probably about the same time. I think Transformers may have been the first though. I remember Mask. That was after Transformers yeah. A, wasn't it? Yeah. Transformers might have been the not the not the green mask. You don't know the other one. Yeah, I I I got a feeling it might have been the first. Yeah. I don't remember any before that. Yeah. Machine Men never had a cartoon, did they? Yeah, it did. It did. Yeah. Uh, obviously nowhere near as successful. No. And they were really boxy, those those characters. And GoBots, that definitely had a cartoon. That was uh, it was rivaled to yeah. And GoBots were built by Tonka. And it wasn't until uh, Hasbro bought out Tonka and then uh, merged the GoBots into the Transformers universe as well. What are right. GoBots? GoBots are very similar to Transformers, but uh, not as good. We'll have to, we'll have to find some uh, videos on YouTube. You so can that watch a little bit. That would have then opened up the doors for He-Man and She-Ra and... Yep. and Thundercats. Oh no, Thundercats. Don't it? Did that have a? Yeah, that had a toy line. Oh, there was toys. Yeah, well too, yep. yeah. Not as big as probably what Transformers were, but there was a toy line there. Uh, so several characters were inspired by famous pop culture figures. So Bob Badansky, uh, was as we talked about with the book. He he created a lot of the backstories. Uh, he used a lot of pop culture references and names in the designs of the robots. So Megatron. Uh, with his gun, the P-38, was from the man from UNCLE. That was a very 
popped the gun in that in that series. Uh, Shockwave was based a lot on Mr. Spock. Really? Yeah. So like the the hyper rational yeah. side of it, and then other ones like the Autobot medic Ratchet. He uh, Budinsky confirmed that the n- he was named after the antagonist from the uh, one who flew over the cuckoo's nest. So the the book, and then obviously turned into a movie. Uh, there was a nurse called uh, Nurse Ratchet. So yeah, stuff like that that that's like linked to it. It's pretty bloody cool. All right, so the the tech specs uh, that were on the side of the, the the boxes there. So you had strength, speed, intelligence, courage, and endurance, with a grade between one and ten. Uh, Budansky he created the tech specs, and he later said, "Drawing from my knowledge of comic book, science fiction, engineering background, I have a BS in civil engineering. I came up with the jargon that I would hope would lend to a, a pseudo scientific, cool sounding veneer to the characters." So, um, oh, here's what I was saying before. As time went on, Hasbro began to fear that consumers would be hesitant to purchase toys with middling scores, uh, such as grades, were boosted to bolster the character skill sets. <laughs> so, isn't that funny? Like, That's they look at that shit and they think, how are we going to sell toys? That's very funny. Do you remember the original toys had the, um, the, the sticker on them? And, and the idea was that you didn't know... The allegiance until yeah, you rubbed yeah, really it. Heat to it. Yeah. It would tell you if it was a Decepticon or yeah. a Robot. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Absolutely, that's funny. Man, I forgot about that altogether. Like, kind of hypercolor. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a little black square. Yeah, you just rub so it with good. your thumb or finger or whatever. Yeah, that's awesome. Apparently, Transformers lasted longer internationally than they did in the US. Um, sales started to die off in the early nineties. Well, foreign markets just sort of exploded. Uh, but I guess that's, you've got to expect that. If it started in the US, it's going to die in the US. Yep. So. When did Generation 2 come out? It, it wasn't actually like a, a whole other series. They, ac- they just got season one and then they added new title screens and changed a few special effects. And they re-released the whole season again but called it Generation 2. <laughs> I never watched any of Gen 2, so I yeah. wouldn't have known. Uh, and then they just changed a lot of the colours on the toys and then just re-released them as Generation 2 toys. <laughs> that Save was some money, eh? Podcasts. Yeah. Uh, and that's like, they also, like, they got to a point where, like, they made Cliff Jumper yellow and Bumblebee red and they just re-released oh. them as something else. Like, that was... It's like a Master of the Universe, wasn't it? Battle Cat was actually the same mould as Panthor. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the same thing, right? So I found this. Uh, it's, it's Skeletor. It's Skeletor, yeah. but it's like, um, I think it's from adv- uh, the new adventures of He-Man. Right. When it's like more of a, a scientific sort of thing. I should have hit my tangent button, but I just seen him sitting there, so I thought I'd grab him. Uh, did you ever see the, the Pepsi Optimus Prime? No. Yeah, he was, he was a, a very Pepsi-themed Optimus. And, uh, he was, was a very can? No, it was a, f- a truck, but it was like a, a Pepsi Pepsi truck. So, yeah, it was like. I seen it while I was doing research for this, and I was like, "That looks freaking cool." You could see how they could do it because the red and the blue. Yeah, yeah, it worked for them. And there's so much advertising space on that trailer as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that was <laughs> it was plastered. Oh, if, if he was around now, they'd plaster it with advertising. Uh, you mentioned Jetfire. Yep. So he'd come in a bit of controversy with naming rights. So Skyfire. He, Skyfire. Yeah. yeah. 
Jetfire, one of the earliest Autobot characters, he was de- derived from a production line of Super Valkyrie fly, uh, fighter toys, which looked different from other Transformers of the era. Hasbro purchased the model of the, uh, the figure for the Jetfire character, but the company hit a bit of trouble when the those other Super Valkyrie toys, uh, they said, no, no, you can't do that, that's ours. So uh, Hasbro then had to change his name to Skyfire. I've got a feeling in one of the episodes they get it wrong a little bit and they say both. So, <laughs> yeah, it definitely they... Because they I, I vaguely remember that Valkyrie series because I, I, I get them confused with Robotech as well because it was all oh, around Robotech, the same era. Yeah. But <laughs> that, that version of the toy would half transform. So it would have some of the, the plane... And right. then the legs yep. as well, yep. um, and you could say so you could transform Jetfire just like that, but yep. he was a colossal toy. He was he well was big, phenomenal. The Jetfire that comes out in the War for Cybertron, he is so he is huge. Like you watch the uh, the new War for Cybertron show on Netflix, and they do Siege, and then they've done Earthrise, and then it's going to Kingdom. Uh, he is in. He's one of the main characters. Uh, and he's not that much bigger than everyone else. Like when you compare them in the show, he's like not that much bigger. The toy, he's like huge. <laughs> mm. So I'm sort of like, a he's expensive as sin, yep. and b he's just like so big that I'm like I don't really like the size difference between. Yeah, the you two. display it. Yeah. yeah, but he comes with these extra pieces, which I think it's got something to do with um, with that. He he looks different. I'll find I'll find a link to it later, and uh, I'll show you. Uh. Speaking of GoBots, they um, they also predated Transformers in the US, so they weren't really a thing that were rival on the the other foot. They were like out beforehand, and like I said, they were made by Tonka, um, and man, they made like hundred million worth of GoBots while Hasbro was still sort of getting their feet on the ground. So they, the GoBots were pretty popular way before Transformers took off. Transformers 1, and then GoBots were cancelled <laughs> in 87. So. so wasn't Prime called something like Convoy or something like that over... It was. I'm trying to remember Japan. his name. Yeah, in Japan, yeah. his name was different. It was Convoy... Oh, man. Convoy something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe it was just Convoy. So the Megatron that we're talking about, where it's uh, quite possibly Ill- illegal to, to import... The story is that the first version of Megatron featured as, uh, the body of the, the Walther P-38 handgun. Uh, as a result, Megatron uh, based his, his share f- of uh, legal restrictions, including uh, being prohibited from boarding an American airplane. Uh, topping the list is us over in Australia. Uh, while, it's illegal, while it's legal to own the toy uh, within the borders, it's... Illegal to import the toy. So we can own it, but if I was to, say, buy one off eBay through America, I can get in trouble. Allegedly. Yeah. I wonder if that's still the case today. Uh, well, according to this, the um, in about 2007, so that's the Masterpiece Megatron, the MP05. So to, to get that figure, I don't know how. I bought it from a toy shop in Perth. So they must right. have been able to get it somehow. I seen it there and I was like, yoink. Like, I just <laughs> <laughs> didn't even think about it. I just, pe- I just bought it. You have to jump on that. Yeah. But 
in 2007, uh, there was a, a group of people together that called themselves the Megatron Club Incorporated, and they uh, lobbied for legalised Megatron ownership. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Hey, I, I, I absolutely love it. I think that's the, the best story ever. Yeah. Uh, it's just crazy that fans it... Fans' passion to, to get this guy in yep. to the country. And the, it's just a toy. Just madness. Like we have similar issues with the Legion with, with guns and stuff. and uh, But it's just like, that's just literally a toy. And and I know you could transform into the pistol and walk into a, a gas station, but there's nothing to say you couldn't go in there, spray spray paint a, a water pistol or, or something like that and, and do the same thing. You can still buy toy guns. Yeah. It's not like they're hard to get, you know. They're still realistic looking though these days, or they're all bright green and... It's a good question, but nothing a can of spray paint wouldn't change. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, in Japan, uh, the Transformers mythology involved a series of very sensual radio plays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sound wave with that sexy voice. <laughs> <laughs> Almost two decades after very the initial... White. <laughs> <laughs> Come here. <laughs> After uh, two decades of uh, Transformers craze, Japanese media grabbed at a revival of the franchise's old glory via a particularly old-fashioned medium, radio drama. In 2006, the radio series Lyrian Mo Teho pioneered a 38-episode serial titled Transformers Kiss Players, and it focused on the adventures and romantic orientation of the Transformers' lives. So I just don't see it. That's, that's <laughs> magical for it, isn't it? Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's move on. And that uh, actually is an interesting point, though. There, there didn't seem to be a lot of like we we, we did obviously have RC and um and, and and some of the other female characters. They were far outnumbered by by the the, the male oriented characters, yeah. but. There, there didn't ever seem to be, from from what I remember, like any romantic connection between any no. of the, the the robots. The <coughs> there has been a bit of discussion about how they do reproduce. Uh, I read that the Transformers created RC so that the humans would stop pestering about being sexist. <laughs> <laughs> so they said, "No, no, we've got a female one. It's here." Because, like, the from what I read, the the Autobots or the Transformers, they don't see themselves having a gender. Like, they don't know that they're not male or not female. Right, right. That's the exact same reason why Smurfette was created. Probably. Yeah, because yeah. they created Smurfette because there was no female Smurf. Yep. And then it all became the issue of, well, there's only one girl there. Yeah. Who is she with? Exactly. Who well, isn't she with? Other mm. <laughs> 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 um, And the creation of them... They're allegedly asexual, so they can just sort of generate another one. But all the different mediums have different ex- like explanations of how they come about. There's never really any uh, robot sex to make robot babies. There was a weird thing not long ago where um, they a, r- a certain robot did create a biological being. So it was like half, it was born to a degree. I kind of like the idea that um, they come from Cybertron. Basically, Cybertron just spews out like this metal mess and it just sort of forms into the protoform and then they just exist. 
Because um, I, I thought the, and I, I may have my law completely wrong, but it wasn't the Quintessons that, that yeah, made they, them? Yeah. They, so Primus was the original, uh, I might be getting this wrong. Primus was the original planet Cybertron, I think. And then there was like Unicron was the other planet. So they're both giant. Cybertron is a massive transformer. And um, he created these creatures to run and protect the planet and then fight off Unicron. So he, he sort of created life. And however they come about, who knows. But they've also seen like they can create just bodies and then give them life. Like the Dinobots were created by, I think, Ratchet. I think he built them. Uh, so, yeah, there's all these like law things with the creation of how they're born, but I don't think there's anything that's like solid fact. So, all right, let's uh, open up some toys. Excited for that? Yeah. Very. All right. All right, who wants to go first? No, you're not getting to do anything. Yeah, I'll go first. All right. So these are the War for Cybertron uh, Select Generation, or Generation Select. So uh, they're not quite the regular wave. They're more of a, uh, a special edition. So these two that Paul has is Cordon and Spinout. Looks very familiar. Yeah. It looks so very familiar, I should say. Well, they both do. I was... Going to say, yeah, I don't, I'm not familiar with the characters, but gee, they do look familiar. Yeah, it looks very similar to a yellow guy we've got on the table. Yeah, so they're, <laughs> they're dire clones. Right. Right. So they're the original, they're what the original dire clones did look like. Now, this was a, uh, initially, this, this coloring was supposed to be Sunstreaker. So when Hasbro took it and changed it over, they made him yellow. Which makes sense. Yeah. And also initially, um, so Sunstreaker and Sideswipe, their designs were opposite. Right. So Sideswipe was more of a, uh, was red, but he was the uh, Lamborghini. Oh, Lamborghini? Yeah, they're both Lamborghini. Yeah. Um, Kunt Kuntages. Kuntage. Yep. Uh, with a few different little bits and pieces. But then they, for some reason, they swapped it around and then they made... Uh, Sunstreaker, the yellow one, instead of the red one. So what they've done here is they've released these as their sort of original, what they were when they were dire clones. So which one's uh, which, based on the colour? Uh, this is Cordon, and this is Spinout. Uh, this one here, the red one for me. That's Sunstreaker. So yeah, I thought that was fascinating that they've just like they've just gone back to the original, you know, dire clone sort of design and. Yeah release them as they are uh, and I think they look great just they sort of like for me they just sort of ooze personality they're just little faces um oh, it looks like they don't come with any guns looks like it's just them on their own I'll work out somewhere to put them on the shelf I need to get some more spots definitely yeah they're, they're pretty cool, cool. Yeah. yeah they are yeah they're really cool they just—they're just like you. Just look at them, and you're like, "Wow, they're cool." And I can't remember what's in the other box. You can go crack that open, Dane. Let's find out. Cutty, cutty, cutty. 
This is the joys of having an Amazon Prime membership. All right. Whoa. Uh, Tiger Track. Is that one? So he's also a similar sort of a uh, uh, diaclone sort of character. Yeah, he's similar to that one. So he's a, he shares the same body as the Sideswipe here. He comes with guns. Why didn't the other one come with guns? <laughs> he's got a couple, actually. Yeah, you share. Do these transform? Yeah, man. I could probably transform one. I know how to do sideswipe. I'll do a quick. I'll do a quick sideswipe transformation. Hey, this will make for great podcasting. It's excellent <laughs> podcasting. Have <laughs> you got the sound effect there? Uh, Can you put it on loop. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah, maybe. Let me just bugger around. Anyway. There we go. He's transforming everybody. Yeah, that's okay. I'll quickly. Uh, we just do this and. Yes, more of that. <laughs> His feet fold away. That's it, Flynn. That's it. Another one. We twist him around. And then we do that. All right, we should only need to do it one more time, I reckon. So when you were a kid, did you try and transport them as, far, like, as fast as you could? Oh. Yeah, I was actually just watching this and having all these vivid memories. And I remember there was a... There's something in the instructions about uh, do not force <laughs> stuck. I think I know I've definitely got some memories of cracking some of them and forcing <laughs> them. Yeah. Instructions. No. I <laughs> I have a um go slow in the cartoon. I have a uh what was I gonna say? There you go. Transformed. Woo! Woo! Look at that. Lamborghini. Yeah, so it's it is a Lamborghini looking thing, but it's all it is his um Cybertronian mode. So the the War for Cybertron figures, I just I fell in love with them. I, I only ever going to buy Hound, and I had Hound. He was in the box. I wasn't going to take him out of the box because I think they look really cool in the box. Not the same box as these ones. Yep. Obviously, these are there's no window. You don't know what's inside. Um, I had Hound. I sat him there, and that was it. Never going to touch him ever again. And, and then and then <laughs> I started to see them come out with these more uh, G one ish. Earth vehicle modes, and I was like, "Man, they look freaking cool." So then I started buying. I got, I got, okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'll get Optimus. So I bought Prime, and I'm like, "Oh, I'll get Ironhide." And unfortunately, Ratchet was a Walmart or Walgreens exclusive. Couldn't get it in Australia, so I spent way too much money on that. <laughs> and uh, then I just didn't stop, and they're all there. So. The Siege figures, the whole idea is that it was these uh, Cybertron figures. Yep. And then Earthrise was the Earth ve the vehicles. Gotcha. Did not know that. Okay, right. So that was their form, like you said, on Cybertron. And then when they got to Earth, they yeah. looked for what vehicles are well, similar. They didn't get to Earth in the car. I was going to say that. So the only problem is that the, the, so the, the TV series that accompanies the figures doesn't actually go to like modern Earth. <laughs> right. So, spoilers if you haven't seen it. Um, they just skip that all together and they go back to Beast Wars time. And I'm like, I'm a little bit disappointed because, like, shame, like, shame on me because it's toys and they're trying to, and I've just bought them all. So, they, you know, they got me. But <laughs> it was sort of a shame that, that they didn't really go to Earth and all these Earth mode vehicles. 
don't make sense in the whole grand scheme of them tying it together. So I kind of wish like they just made the Earth vehicles from the beginning. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then it wouldn't have mattered. So that's why the next one's called Kingdom and they're doing all the Dinobots and, and stuff, uh, which I'm not going to collect. I, I'm happy without them. Do you? Where is it? Oh, uh, somewhere. Where is he? Yeah, no, okay, yeah. So these are, um, I should have said uh, Beast Wars. So the Maximals, if you haven't seen that series. Actually, the mention of Dinobots for some reason just reminded me of the Insecticons. Insecticons oh. were cool. Very. Yeah. I had all of them. I remember that. <laughs> was there any episodes of, of the cartoon series that stuck out? Do you remember? It was hard because they blend together. I it's was, was going to say, like, I really don't even remember seeing a series repeated that often. So the age that I was when I watched it, like, yeah, they all kind of blended together and I haven't really seen them since, so... Another oh Optimus. Yeah. Flynn's just brought another Optimus to the table. Flynn got this for his birthday or Christmas. Christmas. And I'll tell you what, that was hard to transform. Like, getting him to go into robot mode was crazy. I think it's different from the series. Yeah, so it based yeah. on one of the cartoons. And he looks cool and he transforms and he looks okay. But yeah, I wish I could find my other Prime. So the Hoover Dam episode I, I i'm trying to remember if that's from the movie or from the cartoon the original cartoon series oh well the the movie the yeah. first movie i think hoover dam was a big part of it yeah that's where megatron was because that's where he starts trying to generate energon yeah in the tv show yeah yeah, yeah. But i remember some there was a an episode with a Ru- ruby mines or something like that i, I just remember these mine carts full of ruby style gems yeah, I do. That. They got Energon out of. <laughs> he, was, he was pretty good with trying to figure out ways of, of getting in. The thing that I, I always wanted the, them to see in, in, in the, the Bay movies, but we never got them. But do you remember the Decepticon base used to be in the middle of the ocean somewhere? Yes. And it had some sort of a, yeah, uh, something that, like a platform that, that rose up out of the ocean. I do remember yes. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, purple like the ship. So I'm assuming it was the ship. Try something. Wasn't didn't is that the one that transformed in the giant? He joined. He was a giant T Rex sort of character. No, I don't think that that's that something base, different. Was it? Yeah, he was a big base. Tripticon. Tripticon. I'm sure he was. Because he was a scorpion, wasn't he? Scorpion T Rex looking thing. Yeah, like something like that. Type. Yeah. I don't know that just jumped in my head. Oh. there was a few bases that came out of. Yeah, I, I always thought that Metroplex. I, I'm trying to remember if he he must have had an appearance in in the cartoon series, Fortress Maximus. Fortress Maximus. Now apparently he was one of the rarest actual Transformers ever to get your hands on. Uh, yeah, there's a few people I follow on Instagram actually that have just got some really out there collections, and when you said Ultra Maximus, I just um, yeah. Fortress Maximus. Fortress, yeah. sorry, yeah, 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 that was the one. Yeah, uh, I did see remember seeing someone put that up, but. Um, yeah, it's amazing what figures some of these people are coming up with. There's a guy I follow on Instagram called Mad Formers, and he customizes the these War for Cybertron figures, and he is just incredible. Like he gets an airbrush, he just man. If, if you're on Instagram, Mad Formers, look him up. He's sensational. Like 
do recommend following him and watching him work on these things. That's crazy. Keen. Yeah. Check it out. All right. Well. Oh, we've got to do favourite character, surely. I might just get a yeah. new drink before we do favourite characters. We have to do them. All right. Well, let's have a have a quick break and uh, we'll be right back with some favourite characters. Oh, we've had a little break, had a drink, topped up the vodka. Hey, Brooke. <laughs> we've got a we've got a guest on the podcast. He's uh, all the way from Hawks Nest, Jason Pascoe, the most elusive man in Newcastle. What's your uh? Yeah, we're talking about you. What's your? Yeah, we've got to go over there. Hey, mate. Yeah. We'll we'll do a we'll do a trip to Kalgoorlie, sure. Yeah. Alright, mate, what's what's your uh what's your favorite transformer, dude? Give us a description. Uh oh, actually the the big the big uh red and blue truck. He's the man. He is the man, Optimus isn't he? Prime. Optimus Prime. We've got four of him standing on the desk here. You're really missing out. You should see it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. what did you like yeah. about Say again? Oh, you've had a few different colours and changes over the years, so, yeah, there should be a, a few out there. Yeah. What, what yeah. did you like about Prime? What was it? Oh, just his leadership and the voice. I like that voice. Peter Cullen. Um, very, yeah, very authoritative. Yeah. Yeah. Leadership material. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Awesome, man. All right, well, thanks for joining us. You got to be part of it. You didn't get, you didn't get missed out. Uh, all good. Thanks for that. You have a, a wonderful yeah. evening, mate. Yeah, well done. You right. too. Catch you, buddy. See you, Jason. Yeah, Bye, mate. There we go. Can I just add something about Peter Cullen? Yes. Also does the voice for Eeyore. Yeah, he, he does, does too. Oh, a lot yes. of voices. Yeah, no stuff. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Look at there you go. contributing. Yeah, see? It's fantastic. Eeyore and Winnie the Pooh. And Winnie the Pooh, yeah. No, uh, Winnie the Pooh is... Jim Cummings. Oh, is it? Yes. Jim Cummings. Hmm. Never knew that name. He's probably done lots of other things as well. Yeah, I knew Peter Cullen. Yeah. So Peter Cullen does a lot of voices. Usually it sounds a lot like Prime. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, well, I'll get back to voices. I'm going to talk about another voice in a second, but uh, we'll find out right after we talk to everybody about their favourite Transformer. Even you. Even you. So give us a second. You've already said yours is Grimlock. Do you have another one? All right, we'll get we'll get to you in a second. All right, we'll go, Paul. Soundwave. Soundwave. Soundwave was really cool. Uh, from the, the voice was awesome. Yeah, loved the voice and the fact that he had his minions like those. Yeah, the, the cassettes. Like, because I'm pretty sure the voice again was Frank Welker, and it was modulated. Okay, I didn't realize the that. Decoder, isn't it? Yeah. Um. So it's like a microphone running through a keyboard with that software that. I've actually looked. At, I want to buy it just so I can recreate, talk my own sound wave. You know, yeah. need it. Did you do a sound wave voice? Then? The only the sort of one I was doing was from the latest movies, but that's not the actual sound wave. Then let's just scare me with your sound wave voice. <laughs> 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 so the yeah, the, the, I, I loved the the cassettes. The um, and he, he had such a, a superiority superiority complex. Yeah. Like yeah, I think one of my favourite quotes is is where he's he's talking to Devastator and um, oh well, no, it's not he, they're not they're not Devastator at the time, but 
Yeah, we, he says, oh, sound wave superior, constructor comes inferior. He's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Like, yeah. and, he, and he had that, that loyalty to Megatron um, all the way through. It was just ominous, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, you know, from what I remember, like Starscream was always just, it had to be up the front, was always there, you know, when you face, whereas Soundwave would just sit in the background. He knew what he was. He knew what he could do. And like you said, those um, minions that he had, like I remember getting him as a figure, like he's actually my favourite as well. And um, one thing I was excited about when I found out the figure got released with Buzzsaw. Yeah. So, you know, all of a sudden, here's another version of Laserbeak that we didn't know. And... Am I remembering correctly that they got the colours of Frenzy and Rumble switched over in the cartoon? Yeah, like, it would often jump back and forth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because when you bought the figures, yeah, Frenzy was blue, Rumble was black and red. Yep. Memory? I think you're right. No, no, wasn't that Frenzy? Frenzy. Fren- Hang on. I've got a, a, I've got an encyclopedia here. Yeah. Because uh, he had lots of the the little men ones like the the rumbles, didn't there? There was a, a a few a few of those little little men characters. Was there more than one? Yeah, uh, yeah. Frenzy was blue and yellow. Yep. That, all right. Yeah, that was the figure. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I always thought that was Rumble in um. The I'm pretty sure series. in the cartoon. Oh, purple. Rumble, I think, was a a red. Flick through the pages here. Says Bolt Shrapnel, Two Space, Dabinger, Runabout, Rumble. No, Rumble's also blue and red. Okay, there is a black and red one. Yeah, yeah, I remember a black mm. and red one. And well, I like think I said, that was the time of like when Ratbat came out, and the and then Blaster got the Lion version. The there's Trypticon that I was talking about. That's so that's no, no, it's a it's a giant. Face, Decepticon face. Trypticon doesn't stop blasting away until he's wading hip deep in smoking rubble. I always remember Soundwave, and, and this might be a bit of a like a tangent and outside of the scope of this this call, but the um the Bay version of Soundwave, I was so cut by. Same. Oh, it was a floating satellite. How exciting is that for a Transformer? And he didn't even—he didn't even transform in, no. in the first movie, did no. he? I don't think he was in the first movie at all. I thought it was the second oh, one. Well, it was just right. the second one. He became the satellite, and the only thing he says was that Soundwave acknowledges yeah. and crap. Yeah. I think then he shot um, Ravage, yeah, and that was that was it. Yep. And he was such a, a missed opportunity, and and the voice it, like of of all the you know I reckon of all the Transformers, he's probably got the most iconic voice and. Why on earth did they not bring that across? Well, what was interesting though, when um, Bumblebee, oh. the movie came out, and there was, was that one of those right. battle scenes, at the intro, and then all of a sudden you see all those Gen One Decepticons, and you're like, no way, are they going to do it? And then all of a sudden he talks in the original voice. So I only yeah. really wet myself, you know. Yeah. I was that excited over that. That first five ten minute scene is just what Transformers should have been from the start. Yep, yep. absolutely. It's such a shame that they had to wait six movies to. To get to that point, Shockwave even looked how he was supposed to look. Yeah, right, well, I'll read out the shock, uh, the Soundwave uh, sort of bio thing here. So uh, he's a Decepticon. His function is communications, which because he's a freaking cassette player. <laughs> Ghetto Blaster, I think, was the term in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for the Blaster figure to come out and War for Cybertron. I'm, I need that figure. Uh, I definitely had memories of a big ass Blaster. Yep, I had. It was. I wish I knew where it was. Uh, Soundwave's uh, quote here 
is cries and screams are music to my ears. Oh. <laughs> what a gentleman. His profile. It is said that Soundwave can hear a fly sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> it is also said that beneath his smooth talking, affable surface beats the generator coil of a blackmailer. Who's... <laughs> who's... Oh, sorry. Those... Can't speak English. What am I doing here? Those who know these two facts about him are very careful about what they say within earshot of him. Soundwave is the ultimate opportunist and will use anything he can to advance his situation in the eyes of the Decepticon leader, Megatron. He doesn't worry about what other people think of him, what other people, what others think of him, because he knows he is nearly indispensable. Although they will all despise him, the other Decepticons pretend to like him rather than get on his bad side. As Rumble explains, Soundwave always has the last laugh. Does that sound right? I think a lot of the Decepticons are. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, but Soundwave sounds like the The true one. Yeah. His abilities are uh, sensors that can detect radio transmissions, uh, flies, sneezing. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He can also uh, detect like low energy levels through that through that sensors. Uh, He can even read minds by monitoring the electrical impulses inside someone's brain circuitry. Uh, if he's standing nearby, uh, he serves as the Decepticon's communications relay station. He can keep them all in radio contact uh, within a radius of 100 miles. Yeah, photographic memory, due to his uh, immense information storage capacity. I think most of these robots should have like, that ability, shouldn't they, really? Like, they're giant computers. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, he can, he can uh, carry high amplification. Amplification directional radio sensors and uh, concussion blaster gun. He also has great physical strength. They just added that in at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time you see him in in the the first G one episode, isn't he just like a lamppost? Or he's some yes, weird he's some pole weird pole. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and he transforms into uh, out of that and into something else. Yeah, yeah, it's like a communications tower. Yeah, it's really strange. Uh, weaknesses is uh, sometimes he gets overconfident. Uh, about his value to others. Uh, at times, his hateful personality has resulted in retaliation from the people that he uh, works with. Uh, so far, Soundwave has not only survived these incidents, but he has seen to it that his betrayers pay for their actions from the uh, retaliation from the Autobots and whatnot. So there you go, Soundwave. I don't mind Soundwave. Yeah, fave of mine. Hence the t-shirt. <laughs> I've, I've got a t-shirt that I've now outgrown, but it's just um, it's it's a blue shirt with the um, the cassette front. Oh, like, so cool. That, so yeah. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, right. Walking around with laser beak on my shoulder. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Actually, imagine a drone with like just laser beak. Oh. <laughs> that'd be cool. Sort of flying around above you. <laughs> what about you, Brooke? Do you have a favorite transformer? Yeah, Bumblebee. Bumblebee? What do you love about Bumblebee? Because Bumblebee communicates through pop culture, like songs, and I think I, I kind of do that too. So well, I relate to Bumblebee a lot. Plus my cute. In the movie-verse, he definitely does. Uh, so Bumblebee was an Autobot. His function was espionage. Uh, his little quote here is, the least likely can be the most dangerous. 
Uh, his profile, Bumblebee is the Autobot's little brother. He's small, eager, and at times can be a bit of a smart mouth. Yet for all his wisecracks, he obviously idolizes the bigger robots, especially Optimus and Prowl. He's useful as a messenger and a spy. He can go where no other vehicles would dare because he does not look threatening. Nope, he's a beetle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-Kamaro days. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Didn't um, Bumblebee turn the, the Decepticon side in the movie then? Oh, way to ruin Bumblebee for me. <laughs> uh, no, uh, maybe you're thinking of the, the, the cartoon we watched. He was sort of a, a mercenary. So he was in between. He wasn't a Decepticon or an Autobot. Mm-hmm. And he, he worked for money. Whoever paid him the most, he'd do it. But ultimately he became an Autobot and he, he fought with Optimus Prime, didn't what, he? What would Bumblebee actually do with money, though? Like, I'll just get upgrades and um, bugs. That's a good question. He definitely, I think they paid him credits or Energon. So, well, I was going to say, was it an Energy? Because Energy is such a premium in like in, in that the new cartoon series. It's... I think it was credits because he's an Energon hunter and he, he would follow Energon signal, I think. Okay. I might be misremembering. That's should a good point though, Brooke. Yeah, what, what's a transformer need for money? No, they've got to buy, they got to power the house, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> Build a decent garage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they just drive in there and transform. That's a really good question. Yeah, you got a we got a bumblebee somewhere, don't you? Mm-hmm. Got to find where that is, man. That's the one from the movie. It looks really cool. I did like the bee design from the movie. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so more than anything else, Bumblebee wants to be accepted, uh, and this sometimes causes him to take chances that he shouldn't. Uh, Bumblebee's abilities, as he can get up to. 1.8 times more use out of a unit of fuel than the next Autobot. There you go. <laughs> He's a f- fuel efficient. Fuel economy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bumblebee. Uh, Bumblebee is often called upon at times of uh, low energy resources. His uh, visual visual rates top all of the Autobots. He can spot a 10-inch uh, a by 10-inch object at the distance of 48 miles on a clear day. Yeah. <laughs> Got some good eyeballs. Uh, weaknesses: Bumblebee is physically the weakest of the Autobots, uh, and <laughs> the most easily damaged <laughs> because he's a <laughs> he's a German beetle. <laughs> yeah, you're coming up. You're coming up, my friend. Uh, his stealth though compensates for that. So there you go. There's some Bumblebee facts. He's got a good heart. He does. Oh, Cosmos. Cosmos. I did. Did you? Yeah. Cliff jumper, defensor, devastator. What was your favorite transformer, mate? The ones that the transformer ride in, the the big ship. The arc. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think the arc's in that. I just saw it. No, I don't think so. Oh, Skylinks. Okay. The big well green one. Cos- not Devastator. Cosmos. Mm, not the constructed cones. Yeah. But not him. No. The character you didn't know that needed to be 
needed to have testicles in the movie. Yeah, yeah. that's just crazy. Mm. Cheap uh, joke. See there. All right, that's Cosmos. Yeah. yeah, he was a he was a spaceship. He always reminded me of like the McDonald's toys. Remember there yeah, was a couple yeah, of Transformers. Yeah. And it's just very much just him, but a there box was a of chips. There was a bunch <laughs> yeah. of them that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because there was a bunch of them that came out that were just like uh, I don't know, like a like a super kids, like easy to transform version. Yeah. Like Beachcomber was one as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Was it? Is that a little um the blue gym blue buddy. thing with the the yellow thing at the spoiler or something? I can't remember uh, it now. It was only like two pieces to transform. Yeah, and um, Power Glide, Power Glider. Yeah, Power Glide. He he was a pretty basic one too. Yep, yep. I definitely remember Power Glide. I'll just Huffer. see. Huffer. I Little dump truck. Huffer's on the he's on the bench over there, man. Yeah, I thought I saw him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the orange and purple. Is that? Oh, maybe. Yep, he's our orange and purple. Yeah, that's him next to um, Smokescreen and yep. Prowl. All right, so Flinny likes Cosmos. Uh, Cosmos rocketeers around the universe. Uh, he he knows the truth, apparently. <laughs> he gets lonely up there. That's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's had too much time to, to think. Yeah. <laughs> so he understands that every Autobot has a job to do in the battle against the Decepticons, and he accepts this without argument. Uh, but he's not always happy about it. <laughs> Sometimes he's, to relieve the boredom, he'll um, do a long Virgil, Virgil orbiting of the Earth. He'll zip down at night and scare a few of the humans. <laughs> 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 They're like, there's Transformers. Why are they scared by aliens? Anyway, um, he mostly he, he maintains his solitary orbit. Uh, at least he's comforted by one thought. He never gets stuck in any traffic jams like his auto-like brethren. <laughs> Couldn't they just transform and walk away? <laughs> what sort of transformers are sitting in traffic? <laughs> yeah, he's in space. So, a big old spaceship in space. He's a uh, reconnaissance and communications. Was he big enough for the other... Obviously, the toy was small, but I was don't he think big so. enough for the transformers to fit inside him? I don't think so. I What's doubt it. What's his weakness? Cosmos is not well suited to function as a robot on the ground. He's slow, awkward, and... Not too strong. Sometimes in his search for some pleasant diversions to relieve his boredom, he, more boredom, is <laughs> over uh, he neglects his job. <laughs> the unreliability can occasionally can occasionally result in problems for any Autobot depending on him. So he's not that great of an Autobot. <laughs> Cosmos the depressed robot. Yeah. <laughs> Paranoid android. <laughs> Poor old bloody Cosmos. Remember Astro Train? He was pretty cool. He was the first triple changer. Oh, yes. Yeah, triple changer. Yeah. That was well cool. And, and and again, his size was... They, they could fit inside Astro Train. They could, oddly. Yeah, he was one of those ones that changed uh, into the, the... the You could shift with um, size. Which one turned into the space shuttle? He was also that a space was shuttle. Astro, yeah. That was Astro Train. Yep. Train, shuttle, robot. robot. Yeah. And then he had Blitzkrieg... Was the tank, plane, and robot? Yes, Decepticon as well. I think. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So my was my favorite's always been Hound. Uh, I just love the look of him, just the military look yep. of him, because he was the the jeep. So I've always loved Hound. Like I was saying, that that I bought Hound in the War for Cybertron line because I wasn't going to buy any of these. 
But now I'm like got 30 of them. Hound would just as soon be sniffing around the Grand Canyon or Big Sur as he would a secret Decepticon base. Perhaps more than any other Autobot, Hound takes pleasure in being on Earth. Unlike his home planet, which is entirely composed of metal and machinery, he finds the the natural wonders of Earth endlessly fascinating. Topographical skills uh, to store every sight he sees with his memory circuits. See, he has big-ass memory circuits too. Hound's bravery, fearlessness, and loyalty are unwavering like any good advanced scout, but his secret desire is to be human. Oh, maybe that's why I liked him so much. Abilities, while in his Jeep mode, Hound uses his turret gun to sweep over the landscape from horizon to horizon like a radar scope. What's his quote? His quote is, observe everything, remember even more. So what did you think about his depiction in the newer Transformers movies? I didn't like it. Uh, I like John Goodman. I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, but I just wished... I think he was a giant... He was like a people carrier, I think. Like that was what he transformed into, to a degree. Yeah. I just would have liked him to be the little Jeep. Jeep. No, <laughs> it wasn't a Jeep. Bumblebee turned into a Jeep, I think, in the Bumblebee movie. I think he like briefly copied a Jeep, which was very... Oh, found. early in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Was that the World War Two flashback yeah. or something? I think so. Yeah. That was pretty cool. But uh, I built, I don't know if you've ever seen photos where I built a hound out of cardboard. Wow. Yeah. No. He, he. I've got the head there, so the head looking at us very menacingly. But he stood about, I don't know, two foot tall. Uh, Amazing. Uh, unfortunately, I left it out in the shed and he copped a bit of water damage. But uh, you got the head there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I've still got the head. Uh, I could have kept the rest of it, but it, it was just peeling and it wasn't really cool. I should work on rebuilding his body again. Try and do it a little bit more. Uh, the scale was just a little bit off. Because it, it was all freehand. Uh, it was a little bit... A little bit was fun. I loved it. What about one you could wear? I was about to bring that up. <laughs> uh, I do have a dream of building a full costume. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've done a few designs in my head of how I'd do it. And like, there is a... An iron hide, which looks incredible. Uh, it's, it's from one of the newer cartoons. But if I could build that into a costume, I've got some ideas where, like, I'd have a helmet and then the, the neck would be a foot taller than me and then the head would be on top of that. So as I move my head, the head up top would move. Yep. Um, and then back and forth a little bit. But i got plans. I just need to get my workspace back. Because at the moment, this room is my living space. And I don't have enough room to set up <laughs> to do big builds like that, like I used to. Just I'd love to have a sound wave or a shock wave even. Yeah. Be accurate costume. Mm. Have you seen the um, Cybertronic Spree? No. They're a band. Oh, yeah. And they dress up like Transformers. No way. And they play music. Oh, that's <laughs> the best. So there's something to look up. Do you know what? The heat that I can say from playing in a band, you don't realise the heat that gets generated when you're up there playing and the lights and, you know, the heat from the amps and all that sort of stuff. I know that a couple of years ago we had a show on Halloween and I was saying, um, I was thinking about wearing my Skeletor costume on stage, but just, I was, I started, as we were getting closer to it, all I could think about was how profu- much profusely I was sweating from just a singlet and shorts on stage. And I thought, if I put that thing on under those lights playing our style of music, I'm probably going to pass out. Yeah, man. You should see these costumes these guys wear. They're pretty cool. Oh, 
air conditioners in them or something. I don't know what they do. I'll be looking. What's it called? Cybertronic spree. Yeah, I'll be looking them up. Yeah, it's a play on the polyphonic spree. R- oh, right, right, another yeah. band. There's a group. I guess they're a group. There's like 24 of them or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we've been going for well over an hour and a bit. Um, I think we could probably almost wrap it up. I think we've done a good job reminiscing. It's been fun. Yeah. Um, have you actually got any final thoughts? Have you got any Transformers, Dane? Not anymore. They went... Um, the last of my Transformers went with the last of my Star Wars, but um, I actually had Prime. I don't know where the trailer went. We, Yeah, I, I don't know what happened to that trailer. That disappeared years ago. He had one of his hands. Um, as I said, well, that's ra- one more hand that I yeah. have. <laughs> <laughs> had Soundwave, had Ramjet. Um, I remember having some of the Constructor Cons, but just not all of them. So I do remember that specifically that I could not build Devastator. Right. And I didn't have, I can't remember which ones I had, but I remember I didn't even have ones that could say, like, you know, I've got the body and an arm. It was like, they're all arms or legs or something like that. Yep. But I don't know, as I said, same with the Star Wars. I've kind of got some regrets over getting rid of some of those. I, I often look some of those up on eBay or some of the newer re-releases. I've noticed with Soundwave, though, there's a black character of him. It's like, as you know, Soundwave's blue. But there's another character, which he's got like a black decor. Yeah, so that's, he... He's in the new Netflix series. Gotcha. There, there is another similar character. He's like a um, mercenary. Mid, he's not a Decepticon. He's not an Autobot. I can't remember his name, but he's very much a clone of of Soundwave. Right. So yeah, he looks exactly the same. Yep. Just yeah, that different color. Yeah. So you have to check out the show on Netflix. I think I need another display case book. She just nodded, everybody. <laughs> she said, yeah, do it. We can go looking for one tomorrow. No. Let's get this started. <laughs> You've got some hidden away, don't you, Paul? Yeah, they're all yeah locked away at the moment because I'm doing renos. But I, I, I didn't get rid of any of mine. So I've got Take Soundwave. <laughs> yeah, I've got um, yeah, Soundwave, uh, Rumble and Buzzor, um, Prime, Amiga Supreme, I didn't get any of the Dinobots. I really wanted Dinobots. And Jetfire was the one I always wanted. Um, I've got Devastator. What else do I have? I can't remember, but I, I collected a couple of the um, the the leader class movie ones as well. Um, so I've got Prime, who is gorgeous. He's a really nice, um, yeah, really nice figure. Um, so that's obviously yeah, Bay Bay Prime, um, and then I've got um, from the Bay movie, I've got Ironhide as well. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, at this point, I'm yeah, I I have a, a collection issue. Like if I start on something, unless I I frame my mind in a way where I go, okay, I'm only getting this particular type, I can't stop, and so my bank balance doesn't like it. So, um, so that's why I, I've 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 either got to do all of them or none of them. Um, but yeah. Fortunately, with the Transformers, I've been able to separate myself with it with that addiction and just go. I'll just get the ones that I really like. So, yeah. um, the arcs coming out. So, um, yeah. and that's just a bit whack and a little bit weird. So, I'm, I'm, it looks I'm cool. keen for that. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it comes with Teletran one. Yep, and he so he transforms as well. Yeah, or they. I don't know. Whatever he is. It's a it's an Autobot. He transforms. Yeah. Uh cool. All right. Well, I got a couple of last questions. Can you make the noise? Which noise? The transforming noise? Yeah. 
Dino? Come, Brooke. Have a go. Well done. Do you want to have a go, Flinny? Oh, that's better than that. <laughs> that's, that's really good. It's put us to shame. I know I've had like 40 years to work on that. Yeah. That's crazy, huh? Oh, yeah, awesome. All right. Well, Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't get away with that, John. Oh, you just did it for me. No. No. Pretty good. Mm. You just copied your son. I did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Autobots, transform and roll out. This has been awesome. Yeah, that's. I think that's how they all did it. Yeah, I'll do it. Ready? Ah, uh, that's me. That sound never gets old. No, by the way. it's classical, isn't it? All right. Thank you so much for coming and talking Transformers. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah. Please do a sequel. And we can continue with some of our, like maybe a, a, our thoughts on modern Transformers. We will. We'll talk about the movies. Maybe yeah, I'd be keen to. I'll participate in that. Yeah, I, I'm not a big, big fan of the movies, but. There's stuff in there worth talking about and dissecting. We'll do that. We'll talk about the movies. Or even um, some of the more recent things, like you know, like the, the, the War for Cybertron and um, some of the games have been really good too. There is a, a game called Devastation. or yeah, I think it's Devastation. And uh, it's it looks like you're watching the cartoon. I'd recommend that. It's really cool. We got a couple of games at home actually for the Wii. Yep. Actually, one thing um, I'll just say about Transformers, when I was in America, it was about eight years ago now, I was trying to decide between Universal Studios and uh, Disneyland. I chose Universal Studios purely and only because of the 3D Transformers ride there, and I've got to say, it was all time. Yeah. Oh, all time worth Optimus it. Prime. I did, I did. Yeah, there was this bloke, um, you know, with the full costume of Optimus Prime. I think I've seen video of that, and he, they're, so, they're so quick. And they they watching the crowd and that the people will come to them and they'll they'll comment on who they were standing with and yeah yeah Mega, Megatron's really cool too. Oh, there was no Megatron the day I was there. There was okay. a Bumblebee, but he didn't really stop because they can only be in the sun, I guess, in that heat yep. so long. But yeah, that was well worth the trip all the way out there just for that. Awesome, <laughs> no, brilliant. All right, yeah, we'll do another one and we'll talk about the movies. I was trying to not to talk about the movies at all because I wanted to keep it uh, comic book and cartoon and toy related, but we'll do another one. For sure. All right. Thanks, guys. Dane, Brooke, Paul. Ciao. Thank you. Bye. Bye.